Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Bantwort. This is the podcast where you're going to learn how to take control of your health and wellness through fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Today, I have a very special guest with us. Mark was my third coach I ever hired. He now currently works for La Habra Police Department, and he has a great story about how fitness saved his life because he was shot in the line of duty. But I'm not going to tell this story. I'm going to let Mark tell it. Mark, how are you today? Thank you so much for coming on. I'm doing well. So I'm so ha- happy to be here. Um, good to be back at the gym and see how things are going. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was stoked when you hit me up about being on the podcast. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is going to be epic. I know. I'm, I'm so happy to have you on here. And uh, you have a great story about how fitness saved your life. And I can't wait to, to dig into this more. So do you want to just get right in and tell the story? Yeah. So um, um, let's get into it. So the, the, I'm a police officer for the Harvard Police Department. Um, I was working patrol on August 6th of 2021. It was a Friday. Um, pretty slow day. I mean, I was responding to calls. Uh, this is about 6 o'clock. It was my start of shift. And then 7.30, the call came out about a road rage incident that occurred on the freeway. Um, what happens when somebody calls 911 if they're away from home? It'll go to their home. That 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 911 reaches a dispatcher in their area. Okay. And then they can direct the call wherever it need be. But so this lady's driving home. She feels like somebody's following her, and this guy's very aggressive driving. Um, he has she has no idea who he is. Um, she is uh, coming home to La Havre, and she's directed by the dispatcher to go to the police department. Mm-hmm. And usually those kinds of things, they, people go away, they get scared, mm-hmm. um, it dissipates, basically. Right. Um, so myself and my partner, we get called to the scene, and uh, they're parked in front of the police station. And unknown to me, the, the driver, the, the, pr- the person pursuing this guy, he hopped out of his car, and then he stood in front of the police station trying to get into the police station. Um, they had just closed the doors to the front door, and... Um, I walked up, my partner directed me, like, hey, go talk to him. I had no idea again. Um, so I go up to him, kind of like startle him because I came up from behind. Mm. I'm like, hey, wh- what, are you, what are you doing here? And uh, he's like, hey, I need some help. I'm like, okay, okay, let me go deal with this and I'll be right back. So I turn around and I start walking away from him. My partner's like, hey, why don't you get him to sit down? And then she yells gun. And I'm turning around and I get maybe like a third of the way to getting back to facing him, I have my gun in my hand. Mm-hmm. And then lights out. I feel like I got kicked by a mule. And uh, I'm down on the ground. And there's like a, like two stairs. Uh-huh. I remember being on the ground looking up. And I'm like, did I just get shot? And I saw him. I, I very much remember. I mean, I remember very little of the whole situation. Right. After that. Um, look up. See the gun pointing at me. And then um, I remember looking back up and then seeing him on the ground just either gone or about to be gone. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember guns going off. I don't remember, um, you know, basically like feeling the, the besides a kick. And then um, once I kind of knew that he was gone or like the threat was over, I kind of just passed out. It was funny because your body, um, talking to a lot of people that, that have done or been involved in these kinds of situations, basically when you know the trouble is, is done with, the fight is over, your mm-hmm. body will just de-escalate and just come down and wow. so you're a lot calmer and wow. your body just focuses on like okay figure it out but people would ask me like how how was it painful was it painful i'm mm-hmm. like yeah it was a 10 out of 10 out of pain <laughs> <laughs> of getting shot yes. exactly yeah so like i remember just feeling like this hot like poker going through me 
And, um, Interesting. Yeah. I'm like, you don't realize it, like, but it went into my, um, just above my vest on my right side, went through just inside of my shoulder. So, like, there's this, like, if you were wearing a tank top, right outside where your tank top would be, and then went sideways through my body. And they, wow. call, it, they call it a widow maker uh-huh. because if you get shot inside, that basically kills anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but all things considered, it missed my heart. It missed my spine. It actually broke off a piece of my spine on the inside of my spine. Wow. Um, it missed my aorta. And uh, it came out on my left side and the other side of my spine. It is lodged into some vest that's sitting in some closet somewhere in Orange County. In, <laughs> so... I don't have it. I want to get that bullet, but um, yeah, I he shot me once. My partner was, she was standing on the street, had the car. She was talking to the the girl, the victim, and um, she immediately responded, shot him three times, got him in the hip, got him in the chest, and then got him in the head. Wow, three so, for three. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I mean, I don't remember, like I said, um, but yeah, it shattered the window. And then they had like the dog, the police dog, confirmed that he was gone. Big long thing. And they ended up dragging me into off off the scene and mm-hmm. then throwing me in the back of a police car. Did they know that you were shot? Yeah, so like like actually like the vest didn't catch it. They knew that they my corporal is a great guy. He and I'm kinda of trying to leaving names out just for their own for sure. Identity. Um he was like, I think he's just in shock. And I'm like, No, I'm most definitely shot. <laughs> <laughs> So it was funny because of uh, I was I didn't want to touch the area, but I was like reaching, trying to move the vest so he could see it. Um, and I'm, I, my eyes are closed the whole time, just just dealing with the pain. Right. And um, eventually they figured out like, yeah, he's you know, there's the whole thing is just getting soaked with blood, the shirt, the really? vest, everything. That's when you know that you're in trouble. Yeah, that's I think that's when the sign for the third party and like everybody that was watching me, because. My, you know, we, you wait for the ambulance to arrive. There's like, hey, let's let the fire department deal with it. But they, they were smart enough to figure out like, hey, this is going down badly. And I couldn't breathe because it, it, um, it popped along on my right side. Oh, my gosh. And so it was a lot of, um, I grew up with asthma. So you feel like you're just losing, losing the ability to breathe every single breath you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they throw me in the back of the police car. And they drive me straight to UCI in Anaheim. Or excuse me, in Orange. Um, and my, my buddy, he's like, hey, you got to lay down. You got to like. You're trying to, we're trying to keep you alive and everything. And I'm like dying. I'm grabbing the, the, the bars in the window on the back of a patrol car. I'm like, I need to breathe. Like trying to get the wind from the, we were driving like 90, 100 miles per hour down the freeway. Yeah. And it was awesome because everybody from Orange County shut down the freeway, all the oh, police departments. Wow. So they knew, everybody knew this is all broadcast on what's called red, red channel for Orange County. So that's a, um, a, a share channel for the radio for police and fire. Mm-hmm. So we all know what's going on in different cities. If there's a major event, let's say um, there's a car chase going through the, the county, we can all listen to it. Um, for this, obviously, particular situation, it was, it was definitely necessary. It kept everyone from uh, interrupting my trip to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we got to the hospital, and uh, you know, the emergency room went to work. I was, there was no morphine. There was nothing to make me feel better. They stuck... Um, a huge tube in my ch- side of my chest to just get the blood out. <sighs> and then obviously it ended up saving my life. It was a rough, horrible situation. And then, um, you know, I was just confused about it because like that guy, I think he had something to do with the whole road rage thing. Cause I'm spending the entire time just trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, your body just, it, it, sh- it basically, it just does enough to stay alive. 
And so that processing deep thinking of like, okay, like putting two and two together, even though it was obvious after the fact, I'm like, I still couldn't figure out, you know, what happened from point A to point B. And, um, you know, luckily there's, you know, great people that worked, I work with that took care of it and took care of me. Um, but yeah, my, my goal was to basically just, okay, like I'm, I don't know, I, all this working out, all this like prepping, cause I've done years and years of yes. CrossFit, other things. It helped so much because in the moment I had no choice. I couldn't make, you know, I, I couldn't, um, you know, like, oh, like I'm getting my gun out. I'm going to jump back up and shoot him. That'd mm-hmm. be fantastic. But in the movies, like yeah. John Wick, that works. Exactly. But, <laughs> exactly. Like, in real life. I'm thinking like, oh, I'll be fine. And then, um, the whole thing is basically I had done all this prep work and this, they have something in police work called lifetime fitness. Mm-hmm. And it's the idea of like, Hey, like you have to be fit no matter what in worst day, best day, um, kids, you know, whatever, whatever comes your way, you have to basically stay in shape because you owe it to your partners. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your family that you can survive something like this. Yes. And, uh, you know, like I had done CrossFit up until the Academy, then after the Academy, and I was, I was coaching for Red Wolf. Mm-hmm. And it was such a, a blessing because it, it became a, a situation which I absolutely needed it. And there was nothing I could do about it in the moment. I couldn't save myself in the moment. Everything I did prior leading up to it, the 10 years of, of you know, working out like crazy was the reason I survived. My, my body was able to sustain that amount of damage and come back. I, you know, so I spent a week in the hospital. And, um, you know, people were like, okay, like, well, we want to get you out of here. And, um, they, some doctors were like, we, we should, you should stay. You should, you know, you should spend a longer time. But, um, I felt it like, okay, it's important to me. It's important to my family. It's important to my police department that I walk out of here. And it shows that this guy got me, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a win for him. Yeah. So, um, and then long story short, the whole thing, uh, this is, this is a long story. Um, the whole thing was the guy was what I heard. He had a history of, of drug dealing, um, gun sales, um, just a straight up bad guy. And, um, so this girl, she was leaving work that day. Mm-hmm. She was leaving from a pharmacy. And so nobody knows exactly why he was doing it, but I think what was going on, he was going to either rob her, um, kidnap her take her back to the pharmacy, either force her to open the place up or just get access to it so we can get into pharmaceutical pills and so we could sell those things right. as well. Right, that makes sense. So that's the thought process behind it, but also he was on tons of drugs at the time. So um, if, 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 if anyone wants to get in a gunfight in front of a police station, um, probably a bad idea. You don't, <laughs> don't want to do that. Um, but, you know, it took a long time to realize, like, okay, like, I'm okay. Everything worked out as, as it should have. I couldn't have done anything more to prep, of course, there's situations like, oh, like I wish I'd have done this, but you gotta like, from tons of talking to therapists and things like that, um, realize that the way it worked out was the way it's supposed to work out. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to be satisfied with it and there's no going back. But um, you know, like, like I said, all the prep work, everything I did prior to leading up to it was what I needed to do to survive that situation. Wow, that's, that's yeah. such an incredible story. <laughs> that's awesome, yes, take a drink. Oh man. Uh, what, what was, uh, the recovery like? So, um, like I said, I spent a week in the hospital. They had to clean up my lung cavity and my lung, like I was breathing this little apparatus thing and you're trying to get your lung capacity back. Cause it's like a balloon, like it sticks together. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm thinking like it's like folded over, it's crumpled up and you have to force your body to get that, that capacity back. Yeah. 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 
And so there was that. That was the first immediate thing. And I still don't feel like it's 100%. It's always like it feels like, okay, like I could, I used to be able to push harder. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping like, hey, continuing to work out, that's going to work out. And then eventually, you know, you don't notice those things. Um, but the body's capability to recover off of that, um, the doctor's like, I don't, I don't know how, like, you're yeah. okay. Um, but getting to the hospital, I walked out of the hospital, carried my daughter on my shoulders. Oh, that's awesome. And I was so stoked because it's like, it, it took a lot out of me. <laughs> I had to sit down <laughs> the rest of the day. But um, a lot of times walking around, like, was, I couldn't walk for more than, like, five minutes, three minutes. Wow. Um, really down in the dumps about it because I had done so much stuff, like, okay, like, you know, strength and, like, barbells and stuff like that. Like, and then... I ran a marathon maybe 10, 15 years ago. Um, But like a lifestyle of just being out there, being fit. um, You know, obviously like CrossFit gets you ready for all kinds of things. How are you supposed to prepare for like, okay, like you get one lung, figure it out. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And you, it's not like you had a choice, you know, leading up to that. It's like you, all that preparation, all those years of training, all those, everything accumulated to that moment. And like, what would have happened if you didn't do all that? Oh, I would, I'd probably still be in the hospital. <laughs> or, uh, you know, be have to medically retire because of just the body. I mean, the, I always think about it like, hey, like, you're, you're pushing your body through. The body doesn't want to do half the stuff we do in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. But you're mentally building that strength to say, hey, like, I can do this, and then I can do that. And then, like, it's like this, you know, like, I do ring rows, and then I force myself to do pull-ups, and I force myself to do muscle-ups. The next thing I know... Everything under the sun is cap- I'm capable of doing those things. Um, so, like, knowing, like, the mental strength of, like, hey, like, basically, if I can't walk for more than three minutes, I'm going to try to hit three and a half minutes, five minutes, and, I love and that push mindset. that forward. I love that mindset. Because, like, hey, you know, like, there's, there's all this data to say, hey, like, how should we approach the training? But, like, if you don't have it in you, if you don't have that, that, that I'm faced with a challenge, I'm going to not only going to beat it, but I'm going to just destroy it. You're, you're, you're kind of giving yourself this, this um, I don't know, apathetic feel of like, hey, like, well, this is, all there's, this is all I can do. And then hopefully they make a pill that gets me to my point where, like, maybe I'll be okay if I just, you know, like, I'll just work in a factory. Oh, I don't know. Kind of feeling like, hey, like, well, if this is it, I'm not really going to force myself to push through. Mm-hmm. But I remember, like, the physical therapist came to our house, like, uh, two days after I got out of the hospital, I was sitting on the couch all day. He's like, all right, I want you to walk around. I'm like yes we're gonna absolutely do this and just being so tired and then um i promised my wife and i'm like okay like i'm not gonna go to the gym i'm just gonna keep take it easy and like a week after it's just that that obsession of like hey like i need to lift i need to work out oh man how i yeah i don't mean to interrupt but uh what how long was it from getting released from the hospital to to where you were back in the gym like not necessarily doing anything (laughs) hard but how what was that time frame i waited one week one week <laughs> and it was it was like i'm just gonna i'm gonna hop on a bike i'm gonna like one get, week and yeah. you're already back in the gym yeah yeah <laughs> that's like, awesome it was mentally I, i'm you know like i'd be pulling my hair out if oh I yeah i bet i bet it was more of a mental thing yeah i'm like okay like just the habit of going to a place where physical fitness is valued mm-hmm. and then checking in saying okay i tried something and then checking out was like the goal yeah um but so, like, I, I hopped on the bike, and I'm like, all right, whatever. That felt okay. And then I, I put a bar on my back, and then um, I'm like, I'm just going to do – and I love squatting. Squatting mm-hmm. is so 
so many good things about it. Yeah. Um, but I put the bar on my back, just empty bar, and I squat. I did like 10 reps. And I had to sit down for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But you did it. Yeah. I'm like, okay. You could physically do it, okay. which, is, which I think is incredible after a week. I mean, you were literally released. Yeah. A week later, you're already squatting a barbell. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah. I'm like, uh, like, and there was no, like, there's no guide. Nobody, the doctors would call me like, hey, do you feel like, hey, you're supposed to come in, but it sounds like you're doing okay. <laughs> the, the physical therapist gave him his notes. I'm like, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. And so, like, a lot of it was just basic walking, mm-hmm. just to build, like, hey, like, asking the lung to do something. Yeah. And it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to try and go, you know, one minute of sprinting. It was like, okay, minimum effective dose. What can I do today that was harder than yesterday, but not, you know, feeling like I need to run this marathon today? Yeah, I love that. So, um, you know, a lot of that mindset was like coming from years and years of yeah. uh, working out with, with you guys. And it took time to build that mindset. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like you know, this, uh, maybe an immature mindset of like, hey, like I need to crush myself every single day. Mm-hmm. But, I used to think like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's gains to be made. There's there's all kinds of uh, abilities you'll gain and uh, strength you can gain. But at some point, it's like, hey, this is no longer sustainable. Um, but uh, so from taking that mindset of, of pursuing like, hey, like, I want to be able to lift again. I was like, I just want to pursue my goals again. I've always had like, okay, like what do I want to do this year? And, um, you know, I, one year I was like, okay, I want to squat 405. And that was the year prior to the shooting. I'm like, okay, like I, I put four plates on each side. I can squat 405. Mm-hmm. And then coming back, I'm like, okay, like all I want to do is just put the, put the weight on my bar, put the weight on my back and just see what I can do. Yeah. And then it, it's, it just built from that. So like, okay, like minor stuff, you know, um, stuff like where it's upper body, it's not so systemically challenging. And I'm um, like, okay, like always keep like reps in reserve of like five to 10 or let's say five, five mm-hmm. or four. So it can be, I'm not, I'm not pushing so hard, but also I'm just building the habit back up. Right. Um, but yeah, so like it was maybe six months where I kind of felt good again and they asked me, well, we have this thing in police work. It's it's um it's called the Baker to Vegas. It's especially huge for Southern California, mm-hmm. and it's a relay race from Baker, um, right on the borderline of California and Nevada, all the way to Vegas. And um, it's expected you're supposed to run like four to seven miles, depending which leg you run. Yeah. And one of my partners is like, "Hey, like we're doing this doing this thing," and I'm like, "You have to put me into it." And I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't prepared in the slightest, but I knew like, hey, like if I have a goal, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start swinging for it and uh, start training, start doing all the work for it. And, uh, you know, I wasn't nearly as, as fast as I thought it would be, but like, hey, like, you know, I, 11 or 12 minute mile is better than walking for three minutes. Yes. And it's uh, a huge jump. Yeah. So I would be doing, you know, the slowest um, jog and then taking a break and then, you know, Getting back on, you know, okay, if I could just do two miles, because he, he originally had me for five miles. I'm like, dude, four. Four is what I can do. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily, I'm like, hey, like, it all it all came together. Basically, the training was there, the the, the mindset. Um, and it's being like, hey, like, this is for me. This is, I, I think the understanding was like, hey, like, whatever he thinks he can do, just let him do his thing. And, um, you know, we're, we're not, we're not in the top tier level. All these departments have rankings. All the they have like okay, there's a challenge between this person, and this person, these groups, this team. Uh, for me, it was like I just want to get this done. I just want to be able to say like, I ran the entire thing. I didn't stop. And uh, you know, the day came. 
you know, got handed the, the baton, or, um, and then I was off the races, and I finished it, and I was like, okay, I beat this. I, I totally dominated. I set the goal, and I completed it. So going from, like, being in a hospital bed, having tubes coming out of me, and being like, hey, like, the nurse coming, like, hey, we want to have you walk for a minute. Mm-hmm. And walking with a walker and the belt around me, like, hey, like, like how long is it going to take for me to get back? Am I going to be able to come back from this? Yeah. To being like, hey, like, I just ran for, like, an hour. Yeah, and <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, everything else came back, all the, you know, special skills, the high-level stuff of CrossFit. Like, I can do a lot of the stuff that I was doing back then, mainly not as intense, but I'm still miles ahead of where I would have been, you know, if I never trained prior to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like my own personal, like my pride of it. And like, Hey, like who took a, who took a bullet and is still rocking, rock, rocking, um, can, can handle most stuff and can chase down bad guys, hop over fences, uh, get in a fight and be able to win. And, uh, that's always been very important to me. And that's why I ended up doing, you know, in police work. I, f- I feel like that's, that's absolutely important to not only the line of work I'm in, but to my family, be able to keep up with my kids. Um, huge goal. And uh, I feel like I'm, I've done pretty well with it. That's awesome. And what was the time frame between uh, the hospital and then the race? So um, how long did it? Yeah. What, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the length of time. I, um, I was released from the hospital week after the shooting. So that made it like August 13th. Mm-hmm. And then the race was in March, actually April. So within a year. Wow. Uh, I mean, that's five. That is fast. Yeah. To come back from that. Yeah. Like I felt like, okay, like let's, you know, having that mindset, having the, the pursuit of it really forced you. I mean, people want to, the discipline of things and being the responsibility and setting goals. Mm. It really makes it so it's easier for you to feel like, okay, I don't get a decision in this. I don't have, like, I don't get to decide to sleep in. I don't get to decide to not go. I have to get up, go train. If it's a crummy training session, whatever, but I'm going to do this. Um, I mean, I always thought, like, okay, like, you know, like, that discipline wouldn't have happened unless I got used to it. And then I, you know, this this horrible situation happened. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, you become very proud of just like, okay, these, these, these traits, these qualities that I have of like, Hey, like I am not going to give myself an inch. I'm going to force myself to do something because it's important to me. Yeah. And I'm sure like, you know, everyone has a reason for being CrossFit. Even if you're not, you know, not feeling like you're crushing it, not feeling like you're like, uh, you know, it's not coming together. It's like, Hey, like if this is important, you will figure it out. What's, what's the next step to, to get what you want out of it. So it's like, the body composition factors of it. If, you, if you're pursuing police work, there's there's all kinds of things of like, hey, like, I need to make sure I'm doing the next thing so I can get to the next point and then I can figure out a goal from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> it's been such a blessing. I'm, I'm so stoked for, you know, the ability to do things and uh, God putting me in that position to um, make sure that I was I was prepared for it and then it happened and then I can come back and live my, live a normal life. I'm not, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm glad you're here too, Mark. I <laughs> remember, you. I remember getting that phone call. Uh, I actually missed the call. Uh, Chris called me via Facebook. Really? I missed the call, but then he sent me a message. I didn't get the message to like the next early the next morning saying that you've been shot, but that you were stable. 
and you were talking, but I was still freaking out. Like I was literally pacing my house. Like, wow. and then uh, yeah, I remember when that happened and <laughs> I, I was, I'm so happy that you're still with us. What would you tell someone who right now is kind of putting off their health and fitness? Um, you got to find your in, you have to, you know, it's, there's not going to be a perfect time. There's not going to be like, Hey, like, um, you know, I'll wait until it becomes easier because there's all kinds of bad things happening in the world and they're not going to, nothing's going to hold up for you. And if you're not actively pursuing it, if you're not looking for it, if you're not valuing it in your life, it's, it's a sliding slope. It's slowly being taken away from me every single day. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're not, you know, it was always a value of, of who I was and what I can do. And uh, for somebody that, that just needs to get off the couch, it's like there's, there's so many things you can do in CrossFit that just get you going. Um, you know, like the basic, the fundamentals of, of lifting weights, it's so, it's, there's so much data that shows like it's so beneficial for you. And then the combined of like, hey, like these unknown and unknowables that, that CrossFit co constantly programs of saying like, hey, um, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna put some weight overhead and then you're gonna go for a run. Even though that sounds daunting for somebody that's never done anything, it's like, okay, we'll figure out where we can meet you. How enough, how can we make enough challenge where it, it gets you moving, but also makes it so it's not this, this big, you know, a ladder rung of like three feet between them. It's just baby steps that get you to that point. Um, but you need to value it for yourself, for, you know, for dads out there. Um, it's one of the most important things. I mean, I work with guys and uh, people see it all the time. If, um, they're, if they're out of shape, you're not gonna get the respect. And uh, being a burden upon your family, being a burden upon your partners, you don't want that. And um, you may have great skills in other forms and you know, be a value, be an asset. But I remember talking to one guy and uh, his, his dad was horribly out of shape and um, that, that respect is missing. And it's because like, he becomes a burden upon the, the family. He was, he was uh, diabetic and uh, it was hard to hear him talk about his, his dad because it's, 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 you want somebody to look up to. And that's something you, start, you don't start thinking about until you have kids. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. And, and I'm sure, you've, I mean, being a fitness coach and gym owner, I'm sure there's tons of stories like that, right? Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, it, does, that it's, it reaches that most impact when it's you. And um, you don't want to be seen as like, hey, I, my dad can't come outside. He's, you know, he's had a long day. He can't play with me. Or, you know, you know something bad happens. Oh, I keep on alluding to this. If some like kind of crime, let's say like you're in a, um, you know, a bank and somebody is, you know, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good example here. So um, if you had to get your kids, if you, had, if you were being faced in a fight and you had to get your kids away from it and defend your family, would you, you know, being honest with yourself, would you be able to do that? Because it's, you know, much more applicable now than in the past. There's cr crime is going through the roof in, in, in Orange County and, and I don't want to say Orange County, but California. So yeah. you have to be capable. And um, that, that's something that needs to hit home for every single uh, man, woman, and child out there. I would, I'd say parents out there that you don't want to be stuck um, needing someone to help you. You want to be the person that, that can help others and help your family. Yeah. 
So <laughs> I don't no, know. no, that hits deep. No, yeah. and I 100% agree with you because you're right. Like that's part of the reason why I still work out so hard is because if that situation comes and I'm not prepared, I can't suddenly prepare. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like the preparation has already started 15 years ago. Yeah, and it's still going. Like for that time, if that time doesn't come, great. But I'd much rather be ready for it. Oh yeah, because I mean you're right because. I mean, you never, you never know what could happen. And then when it does happen, either you're ready for it or you're not. There's no like, oh, like, let me get ready for this. Oh, yeah. It's, and just think about traffic collisions, things like that. Like, hey, can I, can I, like, if I got hit in a, hit by a car or let's say like, you know, like a car is speeding towards you, could you pick up your kid and make sure that they don't get taken under a car? Like, it's, yeah. um, there's all kinds of scenarios and uh, I feel like, okay, like, you don't know what's going to happen, but the whole thing is like preparedness, being able to say, Hey, like if something happens and we have to walk, I can pick up my kid and get, you know, get going. I can run. I can, I can do all kinds of things. Um, I always think about like muscle ups and pull ups, like, okay, like <laughs> what's the applicability of these things? Yeah. But if you were stuck and you, you were in a hole or something like that, like, do you have the upper body strength to pull yourself out of something? Yeah. And, uh, climb a fence. Exactly. And much more applicable is like if, you know, if you took a hard fall, like if you, let's say you fell into an empty pool, which is, you know, not, not common, but like <laughs> if, if your body would, went through something like a car collision, um, falling down something, um, something, you know, hit your body, um, you build that resiliency in by fitness and it's not common or it's, it's not discussed because like most of us are worried about body image. Um, I'm even talking about like capabilities, but in aesthetic is always a, a big, important part. But your bones get stronger, your lungs, there's more capillaries in your, in your body because of the way you work out and the common, you know, if you're pursuing it, it's going to get more resilient. Um, you know, you don't want to be faced with the challenge of like getting shot and then being like, oh, I just bled out because my body's not used to this kind of thing. It, it doesn't know how to, how to handle stress. Yeah. Um, but building yourself into like this, this, you know, uh, like a tank, I guess. Just being like... <laughs> that's a good that, way to that, put it. That's the goal. Of like, hey, an, like... An absolute unit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And be like, hey, like... I And police work, I'm like, okay, you don't want to be seen as like, hey, like... There's there's two dis- discussions. Like, when a bad guy looks at you, it's like, can I run away from this guy? Or can I beat this guy up? So, they say, like, once you get your handcuffs on, they'll hear it. The, the person will hear it. Let's say you got them, you know, in the rest position. You're behind them. Their hands behind their back. Once you start getting those cuffs on, they're going to make a split decision. Either they're going to go with the program, but not, you know, there's a lot of times where they don't want to go with the program. Or if you get close, they're just going to start running. So um, literally on Sunday, um, I, just, I was talking, supposed to stop a guy who uh, broke a window. He was, he was drunk and he's high on meth. And um, you, I could see like he, this, he's hanging out. He's taunting the, the business owners. And so I get on my police car. He starts, you know, walking away. I'm like, okay, not a good sign. And then I start, he starts going to full run and you got tons of gear. You got like 20, 30 pounds of stuff on you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, here we go. But because of fitness and because of how serious you take it, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a 38 year old man. I'm going to chase this guy down. And you're, you're putting out communication. You should be clear enough where you can say, Hey, um, you know, we're going westbound. Um, you know, we're on the north side of the street. He just, you know, he just pitched something. You want to be able to, to say those things and communicate to your partners and have the ability to, to follow them to the point of like, hey, like, somebody's coming to help me out. Mm-hmm. And then the guy gave up. And then, uh, you know, 
there wasn't a fight, but you got to control that suspect. Yeah. So, so you got him. We got him. We, we got, got him. him. <laughs> it wasn't, it's a team effort. I mean, he wasn't that fast, but the whole thing is like, I, I chased him for easily a quarter mile. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so myself and a partner, like it all worked out, but these are the things that like, Hey, like the daily demands of work as a police officer, you got to be able to step up and do. And for any kind of like, you know, person outside of law enforcement or kind of emergency response, um, it's not, you know, you don't think like, hey, I have to have this ability, this skill, um, but wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> <laughs> it would mu- I'd much rather have it and not need it. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, any kind of useful tool, it's like I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Yes, 100%. Um, but yeah, I mean, all that, you know, the culture of CrossFit, that push, and, you know, the support of law enforcement, military, fire, it's so, like, ingrained that, you just think, okay, it's so welcoming, but it, it has this other factor of like, hey, like this is absolutely useful. And there's there's offshoots of things. Uh, have you heard of tactical game, the tactical games? Mm-hmm, I have. Yeah, and that's something I've kind of like, like hey, that'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, it's basically CrossFit games with guns, and it looks so much fun. But of course, <laughs> it's like, dude, this, you know, you have to be, you know on top of your game with a rifle, handgun, as well as your fitness. And so there's there's you know, events of like, hey, basically you're gonna take a shot from 50 yards with your rifle. Once you get the target, you're gonna hot, like basically take a rucksack, put it on your back, and then run to the ne- another area and then just start doing, you know, a wad of like two rounds of like pull-ups and uh, like, I don't know, some, some ground overheads, things like that. It's like, okay, meshing the two. And I remember like back in the day, we had fun with those kind of situations of, you wrote a good workout of like basically like Nerf gun and then a run. Yeah, that was awesome. That was just such a blast. That was so much fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, growing up in your gym, not growing up, but like, you know, spending a good, I don't know, seven or eight years coaching mm-hmm. and, you know, being part of the group. I love, loved every minute of it. Um, I mean, I miss it, but it's like, hey, like it, there's time to move on, time to things, do other things. Yeah, 100%. But, uh, but yeah. Um, uh, what else, what else is going um, on? Well, what other closing thoughts do you have? I think that's a great place to wrap it up. I, I, I mean, you pretty much covered all my questions without me even having to ask them, <laughs> which is awesome. Uh, any kind of closing thoughts you want to wrap up? If, if you're not part of Red Bull CrossFit, um, you know, there's always something, there's some way if there's the CrossFit in your area, if you're not in the area, um, find a gym, um, make it a priority take your health very seriously because you never know when it's not going to, when the chips are down, when things are going to happen and you don't have control over it. Um, you want to be able to have that, that deep capacity to either survive it or, you know, come out of it on top. So, um, get out there, especially if you're in, you know, any kind of mercy work, get out there and train. You guys know what you're, what you're supposed to be doing. But, uh, with that, I think that's pretty much it. Get out there and train. That's awesome. I love that, Mark. Thank you so much for coming on. That was such a great story, and I'm glad that we have this recorded so we can we can share this with others. I think they're going to get a ton of inspiration from this. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so we know to make more content just like this. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit, and also follow Mark at Snatches with Wolves. Great Instagram. Feel free to send us your questions there. Until next time, good luck, have fun. Nailed it.